listening to 3LWK. Today's show is brought to you by Lava Lamps. If you don't have one, then you're dumb. Now your host, Jared Lawson and Joel Eagle. Welcome to 3LWK. This is your host, Joel Hinkle, and joining me, I have Jared Lawson. What's up, everybody? We have a episode for you today. Um, we're going to discuss the uh, five top five things that uh, we want to try to do before we die, kind of like our top five uh, bucket list. And uh, we're each going to go over our top five, and this kind of cover the whole top five for the show. Um, and so we'll get right into it. So we're going to go through, start with number five and work down to one. So the, I guess the number five thing that I want to try to do, uh, is do a roller coaster tour. You're going to have to so, elaborate on that a little bit. So kind of what I guess the roller coaster tour is, is where mm-hmm. I pick roller coasters from different theme parks across the United States or the world. Most probably the United States probably consisting of anything Mississippi uh, River East. So pretty much the East Coast, where I go to all the famous theme parks in that area and hit up all the roller coasters. And that'll be like a week or two week long trip where I go and um, go to all the famous roller coasters that each park is known for. Mm -hmm. So for instance, there's a... For instance, there's a roller coaster in New Jersey at the Six Flags there uh, called King Daka. Uh, it is, that roller coaster goes up to 120 miles per hour when launching off. And so, it, yeah, it's it's just uh, just all these new roller coasters. Like, I've always wanted to go to Cedar Point in Ohio and ride the Millennium Force. Yeah. So, so roller coasters like that that are, have been famous in the past and uh, maybe still hold some records to today. Well, why don't you why don't you just make it like a lifetime thing? Start with the East Coast, and once you've done there, move to the West Coast or you know the Midwest, and then. Nah, uh, I would do it in one trip. I'm not saying what you are going to do it in one trip. Yeah, I'm going to do it in one trip. That's well, why can't if we're talking like lifetime? I mean, hopefully you'll live long enough to take more than one trip, right? Yeah, well, I could, I could probably break it down to two, like East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> So there's just two. Okay, lim- two is the limit then. So you're not going to go is. overseas and like not do like a top ten roller coasters of the world type thing. No, I don't, don't have the funds to do that. Over your lifetime, I mean, I'm sure you'll go somewhere and you can get an interesting roller coaster. Well, when you do a roller coaster tour, that's where you focus in on these parks that you want to go to. Yeah. Like, I would, I would start, I'd probably head over to Texas. It's, I know that's... Okay, I would say Texas West, Texas, Texas East, Texas East, Texas East. All right, and I would I'm pushing you a little farther. I'm pushing you yeah. a little farther west. Good. Yeah. So I would go to Texas, hit the Six Flags. There's a couple Six Flags over there. Hit those, and then go up. And there's a big one in like Indiana or somewhere. And then you go over to Ohio and hit uh, Kings Island and Cedar Point. And then you go over to Jersey and hit that Six Flags. And then you go down to Bush Gardens in Virginia. And then uh, go down to Florida, to Disney World, and then to Atlanta, to that Six Flags, and there's there's probably a bunch of other 
amusement parks in in around that area. Those aren't limited to the ones I would go to, but you would you would take like two weeks and you would drive to each one of these parks and you would do a park a day or park every other day or something like that. Can I go with you? You you could. You're you're more than welcome to come with me. I I should mention that I hate roller coasters, but I'll go oh. with you. <laughs> All right. So what is your uh number 5? My number 5 is I would I feel like this is a lot of people uh but I would like to write a novel or or a story uh that is published. Um published and it doesn't have to be like a big name publisher i would just like to have like an actual like book that i can hold and say yes i wrote this well what Um, you can do what you can actually do is you can write your book and you can publish it on amazon hmm. now how does that work uh there is with the kindle uh the kindle books or whatever you can be self-published on kindle uh that's that's how the guy uh andy weir i guess that's his last name that wrote the martian that's how he started hmm and uh, more people, and you can just put your book up for free, and as popularity grows, uh, then you can change it to 99 cents, and then but that's uh, that's what my wife has talked about. My wife is uh, into writing and different stuff like that, and she's um, she's written a few stories, but she's never gotten up the guts to actually publish it on Amazon. Oh, what's she got to lose? She should just do it. I agree, but... Even if um, it makes her feel better, make like a pin name or something. Yeah. And if it and if it if it turns out that people don't like it, then just abandon that pen name and choose another one. Yeah. Well, she she has a pen name she likes. Oh. Do, do you want to tell me what it is, or is it secret? I can't quite remember it. <sighs> oh, okay. It's it's something that has knight in it, I think. Like with a K or like I don't a knight know. or a knight. Oh, okay. Never mind. But no, I didn't even know that Amazon did that. That's actually re- I'll definitely look into that. I mean. I'm not I can't say that I'm an avid reader like I don't know I've always enjoyed writing and I've always been told I've been good at it but I don't I don't read books terribly often uh there's well, you're a, definitely you're definitely good at fixing my grammar when we're working on the show and right stuff out there that's true so. that's true but I, I always remember there's a quote from there's a, a very obscure show from, from England called Dark Place and it's about an author who's writing this uh, really terrible television show. And one of the quotes he says in the show is, I'm one of the few people who have written more books than he's read. <laughs> so huh. I, hope I, I hope I don't end up being one of those where I just write and write and write and realize this is not very good. And I really just need to read more books. Yeah. No, but, yeah, I don't definitely, know. definitely check out the Kindle thing. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a way to get to be self-published and then... Uh, if if your book gets a lot of popularity, then a publisher will actually come and be like, "Hey, we want to sign you." Hmm. All right, rags to so, riches type. All right, I can yeah, deal with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, move uh, on. What's your number four? We're moving on up. My number four was do the twenty four hour lemons. Oh, have you heard, have you heard of yeah. the twenty four hour lemons? Yes, yes. I would um, now that now the. The tour of the roller coasters I would not actually do with you. I was lying to you. But the <laughs> but the but twenty four hours of lemons, absolutely. That would be a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh a friend of mine down here in Alabama, uh Chris Brakefield, he brought he told me about it and I was like, Man, that sounds so much fun. And uh for people that don't know what the twenty four hour lemons is, 
So in France, there is a race that happens called the 24-hour Le Mans, where you have these top performance car Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans, Le Mans whatever yep. you call it. <laughs> so what what the process is is they have a car and it's a 24-hour race, and they have uh, like five drivers. And it's all based on lap times and position and uh, performance. It's a huge amount of things that you're rated against to be able to win this race. And so what the 24-hour lemons is, is you have to purchase a car within $500. Now, the car's total cost is $500, not... Uh, now they don't they don't uh, kind of restrict you to price wise when you're like putting a roll cage and put, setting up all the uh, uh, mm-hmm. safety measures to it. But uh, if say you bought a car and then it needs a new transmission and the transmit you bought the car for five hundred and transmission is two hundred, then you put seven hundred in the car. You can't use that car. So you have to find a car that's like three hundred or two hundred, and then fix it up using. Up to five hundred dollars in parts. Total have you thought? To make, to have make you done any? Have you done any consideration as to what car you would want to have? You thought that far ahead. Either I would either do a Mercedes, like an old eighties or nineties Mercedes, that you okay. can you can you can buy and find, or a a Honda, like a Honda Accord, like an eighties Honda Accord or a nineties Honda Accord or Civic. Parts you can find at the junkyard for cheap. Uh, they run forever. I have a car that's at 340,000 miles. Um, yeah. and I think, I think that is a, uh, those, those two would be the, the cars that I would probably look at. Now the Mercedes, uh, I think that would be a good idea because you can get some older, like you said, like eighties, 1980s Mercedes, the one, find the one that, uh, maybe has some electrical gremlins, like maybe like. I don't know. Some of the gauges don't work, or window doesn't yeah. work, or something. Yeah. And then that would knock the price all the way down, so you could buy it. I mean, because a lot of times you have the German cars. A lot of times the electrical systems weren't the greatest, but I mean, if you can get all you all you really need is an, a good engine and a good transmission. A lot of times you would have a really good car in your hands. Yeah, yeah. But the the main thing that really keeps me from doing it is I can I can find a crew. You got to have at least five guys. Well, you've got race. you just you just need four more because you got well, me. Yeah, so. I, I, yeah, I got I got the people to do it. But to along with that, well, you got to have one mechanic. I already know who my mechanic would be. Okay, um, I already have him picked out. Um, and most likely we would end up doing a Honda because he builds Hondas. So okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, and so but the problem is is each racer has to have a fire suit. Each racer has to have a rated helmet. Um, you have to have a six-point uh, harness in the car. You have to have a roll cage in the car. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's just a huge amount of safety precautions, which is understandable. Right. Um, Con- considering you're of- driving around a track in a $500 car. Yeah. 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 And the interesting thing is, in February, uh, that uh, there is there is a set of races... Uh, it's like a race circuit, like NASCAR. There's it goes to different tracks and everything else. And there is a racetrack here in Birmingham, Alabama, called Barber Speedway. And they come to Barber Speedway. Great place. And, yeah, and they come there and they do they do the 
24-hour lemons. And uh, I know it's right here, but again, it's the cost. It's going to be, uh, I was thinking, oh, we could get a car and all this other stuff, put it all together. But that, that's something that, um, I want to try to do. And I I think, I think that's, that's reasonable maybe to try to do before, before I know. I think so. And that's something that honestly, like I would, I would like to do that with you. That'd be really fun. But so to, what's be your, honest, what's, to be honest ahead. with you, I would actually, if if I had my way, we'd be competing. I wouldn't be on your team. I would be also a driver, <laughs> and I would be yeah. trying to wreck. I would be trying to run you off the road every chance I could. Yeah, that's Jared's mean spirited like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I'm right, not so even going to deny that. All right. So what's your number four? Actually, my number four is very similarly, or it's related. I would like to race. An expensive car on a professional racetrack, and by an expensive car, honestly, ideally, it'd be a Porsche, like a 911, or because yeah. they they do have some track days where you can rent. Yeah, I mean, you're not actually racing. Like, and I don't even even need to talk about competitively racing. I just like to take like an expensive, like exotic car, like a Ferrari or something, around yeah. around one of these nice road courses. Um, well. At at Barber Speedway, you can go there and you can do the Porsche driving school, and for thirty five hundred dollars or thirty five or five thousand something like that for three days, you go out there and they'll teach you to drive the car and you get to drive the track and all this other stuff. Doing that's also on my list as well. It's just not number four. Okay. Well, well then I'll have to come down there one of these times for a vacation and. Uh, yeah, we both do we that. both go and do it. That'd be sweet. They also, for a cheaper price, which I think would be fun to do as well. You're 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 not driving an exotic car or anything like that, but you can go over to Talladega, which is uh, about forty five minutes from here, and you can do the what, what was the Richard Petty driving experience mm, for nice. fifteen hundred dollars. You can get in a NASCAR and drive it around the the Talladega Speedway. And the Talbega Speedway is the longest speedway in the circuit. It is two point six miles. Mm-hmm. So you get, and I think I think you get like ten or twelve laps. So you get to drive quite a distance at a hundred and some odd thousand hundred, not thousand miles. Well, man, that would be amazing. No, <laughs> you no, get your fifteen hundred bucks. Well, worth. well over. You'd be driving around a hundred and fifty miles per hour around this track, um, and I think. That's that's something else that I would I would like to do. It's not that's on my thing, list. It's not on my list, but it's something I would like to do. One thing I about where I am down down where you are, you do have a lot of cool like race tracks and that kind of stuff. Where I am here in Maryland, I mean the closest like road courses is actually the closest road course is probably Watkins Glen in New York. Really, yeah. Maryland doesn't have any big uh, tracks. Uh, yeah. There's Lime Rock in Connecticut's not terribly far, and Virginia Virginia International. Actually, they're probably all about the same distance away. It's probably over four hours away from me, so there's really nothing that's convenient. So that's well, good for you. Yeah, um, and I, I guess along the lines of uh, tracks and different stuff, it kind of brings me to my number three: mm-hmm. um, drag race on a drag strip. Oh man, there, you could! I know you've got drag strips down there. 
Yeah. Like there is a eighth mile track, um, literally like ten minutes from my house. How's that how is that your number three? Have you not already done that? Well, the problem is is getting a car. Why do you you can't use your own car? I could, but it's not gonna be the same experience. I want I want like a souped up like actual drag car that would actually compete. I, I on on Thursday nights in the summer and late early fall, um, they they do test and tune on Thursday nights and then they race on Saturdays. I can mm-hmm. go there on Thursday night on test and tune, pay fifteen bucks and run my car on right. the track. Yeah, that's how it was in West Virginia too. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't want to go out there in my little '93 Accord and and blow the engine <laughs> on on doing that. Now well, you know I, you know a mechanic car, who can fix it. I do. I could fix it myself too. But maybe what I may do is when I get another car and that one's still running, and I'm like, eh, I'll run down there and just see what it can do. And then if it blows up, it blows. <clears throat> Excuse me. It blows up. But yeah. um what you need yeah. to do is when you do your 24-hour of Le Mans, or Le Mans, however you want to say it, uh, take that car and, and drag race it on a Thursday night and blow the yeah. engine out and just put it in the junk pile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, what I, what I do want to do is either build a drag car or um, know somebody that would trust me enough to drive theirs. Build a drag car, man. You're serious about this, then. I am. I am. They're actually the my now. Friend when that, you say when you say drag car, what do you what do you what do you mean? What are you envisioning? Like talking like a like, funny car or anything like that? Are we? No, no. I'm talking like 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 uh like the stock when they run the stock uh, drag cars. Okay, but we're talking or the, about or the like modified the, the modified stock. Right, like the oversized so, slick slick yeah, tires and stuff. Yeah, that kind like. Of thing. A lot of a lot of the cars you see down there are like night like eighties Mustangs, nineties Mustangs. Uh yeah. you'll see some Camaros that they've modified and everything else. Um but uh my friend that is a mechanic, his name's Van Poe, he um used to have a drag car. He used to have a what they call a rice burner. So they had he had an <laughs> eighty I think an eighty eight or eighty seven Civic hatchback. That he had like a ridiculous turbo, everything. It was it was a full out drag car. That's all he used it for. I, dra- I have to, he would drag. I race. have to say, how do you drag race a front wheel drive car? Oh, he does it. Hmm. He does it. The weight di- the weight distribution's all wrong for that. Well, uh, again, I'm not going to get into the technical because we don't have time for that. We can we can talk <laughs> about that off air. But that's another podcast. He did, he, yeah, that's another podcast. But he did have one, and um, uh, that thing could move. So, um, so what is your number three, Jared? My number three is to visit every continent, all seven continents. As of right now, I visited one continent, my current continent, uh, North America. Um, um, but I would, I I'd guess, like to eventually guess... go to all of them. I guess I have been to two. Okay. Here, in Europe. North America, and Europe. Yeah. So, and probably in four to five years, I'll visit Asia. Where in Asia? Pan. Oh, that's right. I think you told me about that. Yep. 
So that my, would, that my would wife, be a fun trip. Yeah, my wife uh, really wants to go to Japan in, in four to five years. So we were going to work on doing that. So yeah. I would have visited three continents. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I figure the hardest one to get to is going to be Antarctica. But I do know that they uh, they do cruises. You can take a cruise to Antarctica from South America. So that's probably what I'll end up having to do at some point. There you go. Yeah, when I was looking up, uh, just to try to maybe get some ideas, because I like the la- I had like my top three of what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then uh, like the last two, I was having trouble, so I googled top bucket list or things to do before you die, and that was one of them that came up was, and some of them I was just like, that's boring, that's boring, that's boring. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So so I, I I literally sat and thought about what I wanted to do. Well, yeah, that's the way to do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. So, uh, number two, um, I have driving an exotic car. Kind of like your number four, mm-hmm. driving a... I'm I'm thinking like an exotic car, like either a Lamborghini, uh, mm-hmm. a McLaren, something like that. Which you My, can do. You can yeah, do that. Yeah, you can. My wife actually found um, a couple years ago there was a Groupon that was nearby. It was like, and I I just missed it. I would have done it, but for two hundred dollars, you could get in a Lamborghini. Uh, was it Gerardo? Gerardo? Gallardo. Gallardo. And they had a track laid out in an empty parking lot, and you could drive the car in the parking lot. For cool. like two hundred bucks or something, I was like, "Oh, that would have been great. I would have loved doing Worth that." Worth it, yeah, yeah. But I that was a Groupon, and normally it's like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars to do it. And I was like, "Ah." So I missed it when they were doing it, and so um, next time I hear about it, I'm going to try to do it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that'd be sweet. So, so and it it kind of goes along your along the lines of what you were saying. Drive a drive a sports car, uh, a high-end sports car, like a Porsche or a uh, McLaren or something like that around the track. That would be ideal. And I, yeah. that is possible. I can do that at uh, Barber Speedway. And I probably will do that at some point. Yeah. You need and to take advantage of that Speedway being yep. so close. Uh, yeah. The, actually, if I wasn't coming up to see you in Baltimore, I'd probably be going there that weekend because they have the, <laughs> sorry they have the honda indie races happening there honda so indie i've races. never I've, I've been to a nascar track nascar race a drag race i haven't been to an indie car race yet and so i want i've hmm. i've wanted to go to one and so jared oh. that would be plans. fun i know that's all i ever do that's my lot in life well the uh so what is what do you have as your number two things you want to do? My number two, I sense a very gearhead centric list, which I like because my yeah. number two is to ride a motorcycle down Route sixty six the entire way. So that's from Chicago, Illinois to Santa Monica, California. It's about a little less than twenty five hundred miles. Yeah. Um, but the way I would do it is. I mean, I the bike I have right now, that little Triumph Twin, it's a parallel twin. 
it is not designed for highway cruising. Like you really can't drive very long with it because it just gets really uncomfortable. So one bike I've always wanted, which I said my second bike is going to be one of the new Indians that Polaris is making. So I'd like to get like an Indian chief, like one of the larger cruiser Indians with uh, like a windshield and saddlebags and all that stuff. Kind of like not really a touring bike, but a big cruiser bike that I could take on the on the open road. So I, my, my thought was I would fly to Santa Monica or fly wherever. Surely there's an Indian dealership somewhere around there. Uh, buy the Indian, drop the showroom floor, and drive it home. So, and part of that trip would be Route 66 from Santa Monica to Chicago, and then from Chicago, uh, whichever road I could take to get back here to Maryland. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I actually actually know a guy that lives in Boston, and he rode his motorcycle Baston. all the way to San Francisco. Boston. He rode it all the way to uh, San Francisco. Yeah. So. It'd be it'd be cool. It'd be certainly be an experience, be a journey. Yeah. Yeah. So my number one that I plan to do, which again, it's your number one, it's something that it would be your ultimate dream to be able to do. Uh-huh. And the chances are very slim that it will happen. Uh-huh. But with things going on lately the possibilities are 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 more of a realization that it could uh-huh. happen yeah and that number 1 is go to space <laughs> dude you and i really are brothers cuz that's my number 1 too <laughs> yeah i it would it would just there well, um let's define yeah. space because i mean you're not going to go to mars no. but like making like a suborbital flight is pretty honestly in our lifetime. I mean, what we're late twenties. Uh, that's pretty likely. I think we yeah. could actually pull I, that off. I, I think, I think we could do a suborbital flight. Um, if, if there is, uh, in the future when we're like 60 or 70 mm-hmm. to go up and actually do like an orbit around the earth and come back down, mm-hmm. I would be all for that. Yeah, that'd be I would, cool. I would. That would be satisfying. Um, being suborbital would be would be pretty pretty amazing too. Um, well, they have there's, I want to say Bigelow Air Airspace Bigelow something. There's a guy who is who has all he's already launched a couple of these up. They're inflatable hotels. They're these things up there. They're designed to go up into orbit and then just orbit. And then I guess he's using them. He did this like ten years ago, and he's using these as uh, I guess trial to see how they hold up. And his plan ultimately is to have hotels up there in orbit that you could once I guess once the space flight catches up to his idea, you can fly wow. either Virgin Galactic or SpaceX or whatever. You can fly up to one of his hotels and spend some time there. I, I would do that. I would definitely do that. Yeah, that would be cool. The uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, if you listened to the virtual reality post or podcast that we did, uh, if you haven't already, I recommend going back and listening to it. But it's a, it's a um, good. Yeah, the we talked in that podcast about how virtual reality is coming coming around and actually is is something you can buy today. And yeah, I've been looking into it quite heavily and. Um, possibly 
probably going to get one at some point. But one of the one of the things I saw was you can do the Apollo Eleven mission. Hmm. And is, yeah, you, it's is this it's, through the Oculus Rift or what? No, this is through the Steam VR. Okay. Um, you can uh, train to go into space. Ride the rocket into space. Go to the moon. You walk around on the moon. You command. Fly the ship. Everything. It's not just you watching a really long movie. You're doing yeah. stuff. So that, <laughs> that sounds I fun. Am, yeah, that that's probably going to be like the first game I get when I get um when I get my Steam VR. And it's just preparing you for the eventuality of you actually. I know. Flying a spaceship. There, there was another one. Uh, I want to, I want to say, it was called um, Evolve. But the the pre- the premise of that one was, uh, you wake up, you're an astronaut, you wake up, and the space station has been destroyed. And mm. have you seen the movie, um, Gravity? Yes. All right. Take that imagery you have, and that is what you're in. The scenery, hmm. everything, is amazing. So, so that that's another one that um, I would probably get. That's exciting. I I will definitely. I see myself getting a virtual reality system, but I definitely don't see myself getting it for another two or three years. Yeah. Because yeah, there are so many different ones, so many different ones being developed that, I mean, it's no, there's no way to know which one of these eventually may not be supported in a, in a couple years or which one's going to be the obvious choice, you know? Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely something that's around today, and, and, and it'll definitely give, give us a taste of what space can be or could be. And uh, we definitely have the space station... Uh, that gives us amazing pictures and videos and information and all the all the things that that NASA has been able to do and the International Space Station has been pretty amazing and with these businesses coming up with uh, new ideas on how to transport people to space and return and everything, I, I definitely see it within our lifetime that. You could probably go and stay in an inflatable hotel in space. Do you? Two points. One, if you have enough money, like say I think it's like forty million dollars, and you want to pay that to the Russians, they can at least they used to send you up to the International Space Station. I would. I would pay that. I would do it. We got to have that much first. That's the problem. If I had that much. And I had some to spare so that when I came back, I, I wasn't just dirt poor. Then I would do that. That would be cool. I would, I would ride in uh, the, the Soyuz. It is. And, it is a Soyuz. And I would go up there. And then what I've heard is the trip coming back. That is what is rough. Mm, uh, yeah. because, because it's not like the shuttle where... Uh, you have a glide where it glides down, and you have a nice landing like a plane, or the Apollo stuff where they, or any of the how the America uh, returned where they landed in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You 
are landing on solid ground, frozen most times. And there is like, I think it's like 100 meters or something above or 10 meters. It's it's something not very high off the ground. It fires these thrusters to kind of slow the craft down enough. Mm-hmm. And then you pretty much just slam into the ground and roll until it stops. <laughs> oh. Yeah, welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> so... Um, one thing I also want to mention, do you remember, you, I don't know if you, you remember the communications, you and communications class you and I had at Marshall back yes. in Huntington. Okay. Um, remember how he would make, our professor would make us do, uh, like he would, one of the assignments we had was we had to make a claim and then we had to come up with three sources to support that claim. I think so. And the claim that I made was that I would be in space before I died. Nah. And and one of the uh, now this was before SpaceX. I think Virgin Galactic had just started trying to like they had just started taking their deposits down on the on the Enterprise or whatever that they that they have the 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 ship. But um, this is before all that, and I think that that dude doing the space hotels. That's right, yeah, because it was two thousand seven that we were in that yeah. class. Yeah, he was just he was releasing yeah. those uh those hotels into space. And another little tidbit, I, I must have I had a lot of premonition in that class. Do you remember Ooh. what my my final like the big talk I had to give, the presentation? It was I on do not. Okay, well thanks a lot. You must have not been paying attention, but it was uh, on it was the ten te- years ago. <laughs> I know. It was on the Tesla Roadster. Oh yeah. Tesla's I very that. Tesla's very first car, and I remember reading about it and going, "Oh my, that's so cool!" Like the acceleration and the fact that it's all electric. I remember thinking, "Man, this is a really cool company. I hope this company can stick around." And yeah. look at where we are now. Well, interesting fact about the Tesla: uh, they actually brought the car over to TechLinks a couple weeks back. Which one? Out uh, like the latest one. The three. Like the test, yeah, the Tesla Roadster three. Oh, and nice. They brought it over, and they sent an email, come check out the, the Tesla. And I was like, eh, I've seen one. <laughs> I go I go out there, I'm not going to be able to drive it or anything. And then I find out two days later, you could drive it. Oh, no way, you could have drove a, a Model 3? I know, I know. I was like, man. So, I missed my opportunity to drive a Tesla Roadster. No, wait a minute. What, are we talking the Roadster? Are we talking no. the S? Are we talking the X or the 3? The three. I'm sorry. I keep calling it the roaster. I'm sorry. It's the three. Okay. So the one that they literally just released like last week. Yeah. Or like earlier this week, even. I don't even know. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Man, it was, it was you missed your reason. chance. Yep. I did. That would have been really cool. What it do you think have. of it? Have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, it looks it looks amazing. Cool. I think it looks dumb. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it I I don't like. I think the Tesla X has it. Too, but I don't like the the front of it where there's no real grill. It's just plastic, you know. It just looks strange to me. And one thing I don't like too is the interior of it. There's no gauge clusters or anything. It's literally just like a big old iPod or iPad rather that they sat in the middle. That is like an all encompassing infotainment screen that has all of your pedometer and all your information, your music, all that stuff. But it just seems like to me, it's almost 
Well, maybe it just seems like they're just trying to be cheap, but then again, they're trying to sell it for $35,000. So yeah. maybe that's part of the cost-cutting measures, but I don't know. I, I'm sure it'll be a great car. I mean, I trust Tesla and I trust Elon Musk, but um, I don't know. I was slightly underwhelmed. Yeah. Well, that those are our top five um, things that we want to do before we die. Um, if you believe that something needed to be added, let us know on Facebook or Twitter at 3LWK underscore show um, or on our website at 3LWK.com uh, and you can leave a message in the comments. Um, this completes this podcast of... The I guess our bucket list of things we wanted to do before we died, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Very good so, list. Very good list. So, um, until next time, which will be next week. Next and, week. And um, in two weeks, we'll be doing a live podcast. Well, maybe not a live podcast, but we'll be doing a podcast in the same room. Mm. So, oh, um, that seems great. That's I, I got the spot for you, man. I'm sitting here at my kitchen table, staring at an empty chair. So in a couple weeks, it's not going to be empty. Boom. Boom. So as we leave you, hasta la dogo. Hasta la dogo. Until next time.